it's the next level. You need a plan. I want to be on the radio. He wants to be on radio. But to be on the radio, you have to have a voice. You have to have some verbal ability. You hardly ever say a word. I talk. This is ridiculous. I don't understand. You need to grow up. Is that Pat? No way. Oh, man, I love that guy. For the show that's truly too hot to handle, it's the Melting Pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to the Melting Pack. Here's your host, Pat Chapman. Why, thank you, Jerome. Hey, friends, welcome to the show, the Melting Pack, here on the Next Level Network. Sorry, it was a little subdued but i actually just recorded this episode josh returned we did a lot of stuff so i'm trying to knock this part out so i can get this all taken care of and hopefully not have to wake up quite as early to get this done uh but yeah we did a lot we talked a lot of baseball stuff so sorry about that um we did a lot of uh, a lot of movie talk in this one too the question was uh you know movies being longer than two hours how do you feel we talked about uh we went down a lot of roads that i did not think we would do but Enjoyed it very much. Um, yeah, a lot of baseball, some hockey, uh, some NBA, and uh, some other things sprinkled in there as well. But that's basically it. I wanted to uh, just throw this on in the beginning. You know what we'll do? We'll do, um, let's see, we'll do if Danny Schmitz is here. I don't know. I think he said he's busy this week. But if he is able to uh, to join us, we will put his NBA update in just a second. And then the captain will be at the end. And then that'll be the end of the show. Does that sound good? Probably. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Josh and I went. uh, It's a long one. It's a big one. Oh, Elizabeth, it's a big one. Um, You know, I try to keep them short when I can. But sometimes, you know, you roll right in, you start talking about stuff and and then you just, uh, you know, it's been an hour. So there you go. So hopefully uh, you enjoy what we uh, you're picking up, what we're putting down here. And if not, then I don't know. I'll see you next week. You know, I've talked about this before, how sometimes when you see, oh, there's a guest, you're like, oh, God, this guy again. But uh, (laughs) although to be fair, Sometimes I think about that one. It's just me, too. (laughs) But in any case, that is what uh, awaits you after this. Um, The NBA update or just the sound effect. And then uh, I will roll right into our episode. So, yeah, Josh and I went deep on a lot of stuff. uh, But for a minute here, let's hear what is going on in the NBA bubble. Maybe, I hope, fingers and toes crossed. Danny Schmitz, good sir, the floor is yours. Take it away. Yes. And we say thank you, sir, or or we don't, or you just heard the uh, the swish and Marv Albert say yes, and then we roll on, and then uh, okay, I lied, so we're not going to roll right into the episode. We're going to do that now. I'm going to play another sound effect. I don't know what, probably the pooper. I don't know. I love the pooper, and I haven't used it in a while. So let's do that, and uh, Josh and I will be on the other side of this thing. Wow, might be the best one. I love it. That was the best pair of tits we've ever done. <laughs> Sorry, Mom, that's how we're starting the show. Sorry, Joanne. <laughs> I know it's a family show, but we all know that whenever I come on, it's always a little it's always a little little raunchy. It's always a little raunchy, you know. A little, I, uh, little NC seventeen. 
Nah, I'd say R. R. Not <laughs> quite. Not. It's not quite <laughs> Orgasmo uh, or Showgirls, but it's it's uh, it's around the corner from that. I think. Man, Showgirls is. Uh, I love it. <laughs> love it. It's it's such a bad movie. It's oh, it is <laughs> it's, horrendous. But at the same time, like you can't turn it off when it's on. Like if you're flipping through and it's on Showtime or whatever, you can't uh-huh. not watch it. Well, the thing is, is that considering the director, uh, Paul Verhoeven, who did uh, RoboCop and Starship Troopers, like I still need to look into whether like the the raunchiness and just how over the with how over the top it is, it had to have been done on purpose. I would think so. It was on years ago. We were at uh, somebody's house, and it was on Showtime's or Cinemax or whatever, probably Cinemax. Uh, salute to Great American Cinema, and it was Showgirls, and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> salute to Great American Cinema? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Showgirls, man. I love it. Oh, Jesse Spano. We love you. Who is Jesse Spano? Uh, Elizabeth Berkley. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. Saved by the Bell cut for you. Yes, I, I didn't even know her character's name. Wow. All right, all right. I remember one time when I was a kid, my mom and stepdad, like, they were up late and they were watching Showgirls on, like, on Cinemax or one of those channels. It was the pool scene, you know, oh. the, you know what I'm talking about, the pool scene, <laughs> uh, that, yes, that, that, like, and I walked in and I saw the TV and I got my bowl of ice cream and I <laughs> right back to my room. <laughs> is it weird that, like, my concern with that scene is, wow, now he's going to have to clean his pool? Not if he hasn't chlorinated it well enough. I guess that's true. Like, the pool I swim in, it's a saltwater pool, but it's totally chlorinated. Like, if if coronavirus survives in that pool, then coronavirus deserves to live. There you go. Wow. That's how chlorinated my local pool is. That's good. So you are are you still going to the pool now with all this uh, nonsense going on, or what? Oh, absolutely. Because it's not like it's like a free-for-all there. I mean... Like, there's not a lot of traffic there anyway. Like, last night I went, and I was the only one swimming. No, 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 wait. There were one or two other people swimming, and they separate the lane. It's an Olympic-length pool, and they have lanes, and you just stay in your lane. And, of course, if you're in the middle of the lane, another person's middle of the lane, you're social distancing in a big, giant tub of disinfectant. And not to mention they have the ba- uh, they have the showers and the locker rooms closed down for changing and cleaning. You can still, you know, you can still go but... Um, and you have to keep social distancing, and when you're not in the pool, you have to wear a mask. So there's, I mean, it's not the Wild West. So you're not the Florida that's, or the part of Florida that's been on the news of like, hey, we don't care, basically, we're just going to roll. You're the, there's some sense going on over there with you? There actually is some sense around Pensacola. And it's weird because, like, we are, Pensacola is a small city, but we're the quote-unquote, you know, we're the city of Northwest Florida. So every time I go out, you know, I see people and they're wearing their masks and, you know, nobody's being a about it. But the next county over where Hicktown is, where Pace is, where I grew up, there's less regard for masks than there is here. But I don't know. My mom wanted us to go out to eat over the weekend. So I'm like, fine, whatever. And then, you know, we went out to eat and I just so many people willy nit. Well, I don't want to say so many people because there are like 40 people there. But there was a higher ratio of people uh, showing disregard for wearing a mask than there are people here just in, in my county. Unfor- and that's why we're kind of stuck in this weird loop of, hey, we're good. No, we're not good. And we're kind of going to be here for however long it takes people to figure out that 
we have to, you know, take some, uh, make some sacrifices. It, it's psychotic. And the crazy part of Florida, that's, that's like mid to South Florida. I mean, I don't even, those people down there like the, they like to claim themselves like, oh, we're the best part of Florida. No, South Florida, middle Florida, that place is, nah, place is <laughs> with exception of Key West. Key West is cool. Even though I've never been, I just know it's cool. You just have a feeling in your bones that I Key West is cool. I got a feeling in my bones that Key West is cooler than its surrounding neighbors. Well, apparently the bar is not very high now. So no, it's not. <laughs> but being a Floridian, we got we got to take the little wins when we can. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I I don't even want to do indoor dining at this point because, and I say that because people in our neighborhood don't seem to care about any of this. Like I I go out for walks every couple days just to get out and, you know, stretch my legs because I work from home now. I kind of sit on my ass all day. So I kind of like to get out of the house every so often, and people are just not wearing masks and people waiting for the bus all crowded together. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you don't all live together. So, yeah, we're going to be stuck here, uh, stuck in this kind of... Although I don't think of myself as being stuck. Like, it's weird how my life is kind of improved with all this just because I'm, I'm working from home and... Being able to keep myself at a distance from everyone else. So, like, it's weird. I feel bad for everybody who's kind of screwed on this. But for me personally, like, this has been kind of a weirdly good time. Yeah, and and I've been hesitant to kind of say, yeah, this has been a good time for me, too, because I know so many other people out there are going through a really horrible time. But I have to I have to echo your sentiments, Patrick. Yeah, but I'm not ready to go uh, do some indoor dining no, yet. I totally understand. Uh, but I did, you know, I kind of got a little bit back to normal. Because every, what I used to do, Josh, since you don't listen to the show, and that's fine, uh, <laughs> is uh, on Sunday mornings, I would walk to the local Taco Bell because it's 1.3 miles away. So I'd get out and I would walk there for breakfast, enjoy myself, you know, people watch, finish whatever podcast I was listening to. And then walk the 1.3 back. So I'd get a, not continuous, but 2.6 every Sunday and get to enjoy their delicious breakfast crunch wrap. They put hash browns right in it. It's so good. And I was really bummed out that, you know, they shut, obviously they shut down with all this stuff, but they recently reopened with a a pickup window out front. I'm like, oh, let me go get some breakfast. They're not letting people inside, but I walked there on uh, Saturday and I was like, okay, it's later than usual, but no, no problem. So I got their breakfast and then had to carry it all the way home because there's nowhere to like sit outside and wolf it down and then walk back. So I was like, huh. It was, I mean, it was really good. And it was nice to get that kind of routine back, but I'm not doing that again until I can sit there, if that makes sense. Like it was weird. It was good. But at the same time, I was like, nah, do I need to do this again? Yeah. So you went and got the food and then came back with the food. Yes. Is that 2.6 miles? Round trip, yes. So you got to walk 1.3 miles with your food, and by then, I imagine it's cold. It was, uh, it was not super, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't stone cold, but it wasn't, uh, you know, fresh out the oven either. Oh, I got you. Okay. It didn't taste bad, but it was just like, I, because I bring my big bottle of water with me, and I go back, and I had two drinks to carry and my food, and I'm just like, this is kind of a hassle that I don't need to and it was really hot because it's you know they open at nine instead of seven and so i was like oh it's already like muggy and gross which you understand so i'm just like ah bummer 
Yeah, that muggy grossness, man, that's something I'll never get used to. Never, ever, ever. And I've been living here for 28 years. I th- yeah, 28 years I've lived in Florida. And you're still not uh, accustomed to it and not a not a fan of it? Wow. It's the worst. I hate it. <laughs> because I've, I've experienced other climates, and I know how good other people have it, and I want that, and I'm jealous of it, and I'm angry that I can't have it here in Florida. So you know what seasons are like, and it's like, hey, this is, you know, maybe if we get below a certain temperature, things might be better. Things will be better. Like things. (laughs) See, I have a theory about like why the Middle East is so crazy. It's because they're hot all the time. And like there's hardly any reprieve from the sun. Like I would I would. I don't know. I would probably like go out of my mind if I had to deal with that kind of heat day in, day out every year. Yeah, I don't think I would make it. I think there would be peace in the Middle East if they had better weather. Man, I think we just solved the crisis. I think we did, too. That's it right there. Get some snow over there. Get a real Christmas going Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever. I don't know what people celebrate. Whatever you want to do. Ramadan. Some some cold weather. Ramadan. Yes. Thank you. Uh, We'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Just give them some give them some nice brisk springs and falls with some foliage and you know, just give them some nice crisp, like 50 degree mornings, you know, with some 75 degree highs and get a nice April shower to bring yourself some May flowers. And you'll be like, wow, where has this been all my life? That was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can't believe we just solved Florida and the Middle East. And we've, we've been here for like 12 minutes. I know. That see, this is the thing that the people in Washington and are and like the people who wear the suits who make the rules around these like they don't really think about this. They they come up with these ideas and they try to overcomplicate everything because they try to account for every little situation that happens. But you can't do that. Just give good weather and whoever's being an treat them accordingly. But for the most part, better weather equals better people. There you go. It's a shame the suits just went on recess until September, so we got to wait to for that to really take hold. Uh, they're not going to listen to us anyway, but we can just live and be happy with the fact that we know the answer. <laughs> I did. I ruminated not too long ago that it, even if I was going to run for office, like the only thing I would get out of it, not even if I won, but that someone would have to listen to every show I've ever done to try to get some dirt on me, and that's really... That's better than winning, I think. Is like some poor bastard has to sit there and listen to like six hundred plus episodes of me to try to figure out some some dumb stuff I said. And say they do find something that could be misconstrued as dumb. Think about all the people that are gonna log on and hear it for themselves. You would get so many hits. Yeah, I'd be on talk shows, I'd be uh I'd be, you know, doing the doing the circuit as it were. That could actually be really good for me. And there could be some big media company out there who's like, you know what? I like the cut of this Pat guy's jib, and I think he's catching a hard time for nothing. And we're gonna we're gonna give him a platform. And there you go. Yeah, they'd uh, set me up in a sweet studio. Not that I don't love my space right now, but uh, yeah, they would set me up. That could be good. I mean, you know what? How old am I? Uh, not yet. I'm a couple of years. I'm gonna run for office. You'd get like a golden microphone, and your you like the the initials of your first and last name. They'd be made in some like weird little emblem. And, like, you would smoke a cigar. It'd be great. Oh, my God. (laughs) The gold (laughs) microphone. Could I be more of a douche? 
<laughs> using a gold mic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't remember who it was. Some political idiot was doing their thing from their basement, like I do, except, you know, people actually watch them. And they were using a gold microphone. I'm like, you're just it. Like, I don't even care what he, what you're saying. Like, you just look like, you know, you're just a piece of garbage. And we're not talking about our friend Rush, right? This is another guy with a gold microphone. It might have been Rush, actually. <laughs> See, whenever you said basement, I immediately thought Ben Shapiro. I'm like, yeah, that weeb totally, totally had some basement stuff going on in his life. Does he have a gold microphone? I don't remember. I just, oh. He doesn't have a gold microphone. He's just, he's just a golden piece of shit. Tangent on little Ben for a second. Um, I heard him read the lyrics to that WAP song that just yeah. came out. <laughs> Did, have you heard this? <laughs> oh, man. I saw the tweet. I saw the tweet and all the responses whenever he was talking about, yeah, my, I, my doctor wife, you know, because he has to say doctor wife. My doctor wife said that it was a medical condition and everybody's just like, huh, this guy doesn't know what he's doing with her. And he just admitted it like it was some kind of own. Like, hey, I got you guys because I don't know how to mom earmuffs satisfy my wife. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I actually heard a clip of him reading the lyrics from his show. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, you effin' with some wet ass P word. P word is female genitalia. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet-ass P-word. Give me everything you got for this wet-ass P-word. Beat it up, N-word. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this P-word right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top, I want to ride. I do a kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth, look in my eyes. This P-word is wet, come take a dive. Talk your S-word, bite your lip. Ask for a call while you ride that D-word. You really ain't never gonna F him for a thing. He already made his mind up before he... Came and now get your boots and your coat for this wet ass p word. Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet ass p right. So and uh, this was before I heard the song, and so then I, immediately I was like, well, I gotta listen to this then. And you know what? Everybody's freaking out. It's offensive and all this stuff. I'm, I wasn't offended at all. Did you watch the video or did you like listen to it on Spotify? Both. <laughs> because the video is the radio <laughs> edit, edit version of the song, and so it I is. watched the video. And then I listened to the, uh, to the I guess, full version of the song. Yeah, I only watched the video, um, but I, that was enough to give me the gist of it. And I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was a very funny, well-thought-out piece of visual art. And I praise Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion for their great work. Bravo. That video, with its raunchiness and dirtiness, it just hooks you right from the first second. Like, whenever I saw that water fountain in front of the mansion, I <laughs> I didn't realize what I was signing myself up for. But then as it kept going, it was it was something else. Yeah, kudos to everybody who put that together. And if you if you're <laughs> really offended by oh, I can't believe these women are saying bah, bah, bah. Then you got to go back and go to all the songs that uh, that men have written about this stuff, and you have to condemn those too. Otherwise, you're just a piece of shit. Sorry exactly. to say. You might as well go back and condemn every piece of media that has the word that has that word in it. Yeah, yeah, and that's a lot. You're gonna have to. You're gonna be taking some time there.
But yeah, so listen to WAP, I guess. I don't know. No, yeah, no. Listeners, go ahead and listen to WAP. And, oh. and, watch, the, and watch the video. Um, Mom, don't do that. Don't do either be, of those things. No, nah, go no, nah, do it, Joanne. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna say point counterpoint. I say watch it. <laughs> oh, all right, mom, watch the video. Don't listen to the uncensored song. <laughs> That's what I'll say. <laughs> Is there really a trade-off there, though? Yeah, if you're un- listen, if you're uncomfortable hearing that word, like in any context, then yes. Okay, true, true. But, but I just, the video, the video yeah. itself is just—it's a masterpiece, if I may say. It's a masterpiece of uh, postmodern visual art. <laughs> yeah, I'll have it in the show notes for you, just to just to keep it rolling, because it's uh, it's something I think that people need to see, especially now we're all kind of uh, on edge. I think this will really uh, really help everybody out. It's it's a good pick me up. <laughs> Yes, if nothing else, something will be picked up when you watch that. (laughs) I will not elaborate further on that statement. Yep, yep. (laughs) So on that, we should probably leave, uh, we should probably leave WAP. Oh, man. um, Let's talk about movies. Okay. (laughs) I don't know how we're going to get there from here, but uh, yeah. So the reason I brought this up, this question of um, how do you feel about movies being longer than two hours is because last week or... I don't know. Time has no meaning at this point. We watched recently um, X-Men Apocalypse and Hamilton and enjoyed them both for what they were. But the the runtime for Apocalypse was two hours and like 20 minutes. And Hamilton was two hours and 47 minutes. And Josh, I don't know about you, but when I see a movie with a runtime of longer than two hours, no matter what it is, I look at that. I'm just like, oh, God, really? So, I have thoughts about this. And Pat, I think you're selling yourself short. Okay, a lot of people have thoughts about this, and a lot of people actually disagree with me, so please. So, no, you did, you did watch them, but say if you decided, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and, I, and if I, I'm going to look at the runtime, and if it's one tick over two hours, I'm not watching it. I'm trying to think of what actual, like, classic, great, timeless movies that aren't comedies are under two hours long. Well, to be fair, I don't watch a lot of movies, so you could name a handful of classic movies, and there's a chance, not on purpose, that I've never seen them. Okay, and that's fair. That's fair. Maybe you're not like a super into movie person. I mean, I'm not like a super, super movie person either, but I do appreciate a Godfather. You know, I do appreciate a City of God or a Silence of the Lambs, you know, and and all those movies... Runtime's over two hours. Of course, The Godfather's three hours. Um, yeah, I've I've never seen The Godfather again. Not on purpose. Yeah, but like if I'm getting ready to watch it, I'm like, oh, how long is this movie? Two hours fifty eight minutes. My first thought immediately is just, oh god. Like I'm sure I'm going to enjoy the movie no matter what, but I'm just like, all right, strap in for like this is an investment of my time, and I think that's where my hang up comes with a lot of movies that are just like, oh my god, like really. But what if it's a good payoff, though? Like, The Godfather is a great payoff. Like, if it doesn't know? feel like three hours, then that's different. Like, we, uh, which one of the Avengers movies? I can't remember which one. Um, not probably all of them, really, in my case. Where, like, I go in and it's like, oh, it's like a two-in-whatever movie. But it didn't feel that way because the story was, was good and, uh, like, the movie was really that good. So it didn't really feel like it. But 
you know, just still going in, it's just like, oh man, this is uh, this is a chunk of time. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite movies of all time, No Country for Old Men. That's a runtime of I think like two hours and forty minutes or something like that. And I don't know exactly how how long, but but it doesn't feel that long to me. You know, everything transitions nicely. It is it's captivating story, great characters. It holds your attention the whole way through. So like. And the thing about uh, three hour, like you know, three hour long movies is that they typically they better be good, because if you're going to be holding your audience's attention for that long, you better have a damn good movie on your hands. Yeah, if you, if you have a gripping story and you have to get all this stuff in, then uh, yeah, I mean, go for it. I'm just saying, I'm not saying I won't watch a movie that's longer than two hours. Obviously, I've done it a few times, but right. uh, there's always like that. Oh God, here we go. Like this better be good. I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> like, but we did get a lot of answers, a lot of varying answers that I kind of want to dive into, or maybe we'll just kind of run through. I don't know, but uh, our buddy Elvac says, if the story warrants it, and if the film immerses me in what's going on, I don't mind a two, two-and-a-half-hour movie. I found some 90-minute movies that can drag like a... <laughs> that... Damn, that's true. That uh, is very true. <laughs> uh, Ruin says, depends on the movie. I don't want to see a Liam Neeson action movie go over two hours, but I do want to see a movie that is telling a story to take all the time it needs. That's a, I mean, uh, jab it and Liam Neeson aside, that's a solid answer. Yeah, that's a better way of kind of saying, uh, like, you know, kind of what I was getting at is that, like, if you have a really great story, sometimes you need that extra time to give it proper justice and to, uh, like, really let it unfold properly. Yeah, we got an answer, I think, that's going to challenge that, but it's going to be funny. Three from now. Uh, Slick says, 90 minutes is my preferred runtime, but if a story is good, I don't care how long the movie is. So I guess I guess I got to watch The Godfather and see if the three-hour runtime really bothers me, I guess, right? Yep. That first scene, that first wedding scene, where they're just, like, at the wedding... It's like 30 or 40 minutes long, but it's still captivating. Like, just, it's a great introduction to the story. All right, there you go. All right, I'll let you know when I watch it. Sweet. Uh, let's see. Destor says, a film should be as long as it needs to be. 90 minutes, 80 minutes, 240 minutes, doesn't matter. So there you go. Uh, this one, I think, will be... Uh, I feel like the genre of movie is is like a qualifier here. So our buddy, the dastardly yes. one, says there's a fine line between the filmmaker doing right by the characters and plot and <laughs> Judd Apatow movies don't need to run over two hours, yet he insists on it. I'm going to uh, offer counterpoint on that one. So, Funny People, that's one of his longer movies, and that one's solid all the way through, I think. I mean, it's kind of it's got everything. It's not just a straight comedy. I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of dramatic elements in that film, too. I mean, like, there was a one scene, like, you know, the characters are, like, really mad at each other, and it, like, it really gripped me, because it just, again, it just kept you immersed in the story, and I'm, I know I'm often offering a really reductive review of the movie, but, <laughs> you know, for the sake of time. Yeah. Solid. I get the point, though, that sometimes, you know, a comedy, you don't expect a comedy to be two and a half hours long, right? Could you really imagine uh, a hangover installment that's like three and a half hours long? Uh, yes. Could I imagine it being very good? Not really. There's only so far you can go. Okay, that's what I mean to say. Can you imagine it being a three and a half hours long and it being good? No. Yeah, I feel like you can only go so far with a movie like that. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know, but then like a drama kind of has to go as far as it needs to, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. 
which uh, whenever we get through with the answers, I am gonna I'm gonna lay something on you, and it's probably gonna blow your mind. Oh, please do. Uh, okay. Big Vic says depends on the film. Endgame was perfect length. I think that's the one I was thinking of that really didn't feel like three hours. Uh, oh, okay. Wolf of Wall Street could have been short, twenty minutes shorter. I agree with that. Uh, WWE Raw could be three hours shorter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, this is a this is a nice jab at superhero movies. The Roger says, "Man in blue pants punches man in purple pants." Three hours, fifty two minutes. Comic book films are so long, you've forgotten what happened at the start. By the time you're at the end, so you have to watch it again to catch all the Easter eggs. God damn! <laughs> like just going right after it. That's actually a really astute observation. I'm gonna have to say that because He's not I wrong. have. I've had that same feeling, like whenever I go and see one of these Marvel movies and it's like coming up on three hours, like I do forget, like, how did we get here? Where, what? How did this movie start? Where? What? Because it's just so like, it's basically like a three hour long trailer, I think. It's a lot. Like they pack a lot into those movies, to be fair. Yeah, they really do. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, who knows? Uh, Omar says, I'm pretty good at holding it in and taking into consideration That's when what she it said. comes to my... There you go. <laughs> That's what she said! Woo! Thank you, Bender. When it comes to my beverage, I loved Avengers Endgame for every second, but left Batman versus Superman feeling it was too long. Seats are so comfortable... Oh, see, here's another thing we're getting into. Seats are so comfortable now, you can hang way longer. I remember seeing Titanic as a kid... Ugh. And getting uncomfortable in my chair after a while. So as always, it depends. Uh, I got to say, Omar, that you had to go see Titanic as a child. I'm so sorry. I did. Did you enjoy it? I don't know. I was a kid and my parents wanted to go and I just went. And I think it was like New Year's Eve night that we went to go see it. And I was just like, yep, Titanic. I remember Titanic was the first DVD that we got when we got a DVD player and they were brand new. And it was two discs, and I was like, oh, my God. I never watched it. I've never seen it all the way through. Don't care. Yeah. Eh. I know what happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not going to spoil it for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, side note, I love when people freak out over, like, historical dramas and go, oh, I haven't seen it yet. Bro, like, you know that Kennedy got assassinated. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, you know they dropped the atom bomb. Like, these are not secrets. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> like, with the Passion of the Christ, I'm like, I've been told this story every Sunday, every Sunday during my childhood. I, I know what happens at the end of this movie. Yeah, I get it, bro. I yeah. get it. <laughs> I get it, Mel. I don't need to... Uh. <laughs> I've never seen that either. I feel like I lived that through my childhood in Catholic school, so I, I'm good. It's very visceral because of how violent it is. Like, I remember when it came out and everybody was like, this movie, there's something to it. It's so touching. I just can't. I watched it. I'm like, yeah, I know what it is. I felt it, too. Like, it's a close up of a human being uh, getting hit with a... Um one of those things with the leather straps and the hooks, and it's very, it's very detailed, and it's very, and they do the slow motion torture. It's, it's, it's just very violent and and visceral. That's why you felt something. Like if if it was like another person, you probably would feel the same way too. You know, just because of how it was shot. And that was like twenty years ago, right? So or fifteen years ago, whenever that. I don't know when that came out, but oh uh, four, I think. Well, there you go. 
Like they weren't people weren't seeing that looking at that at the movies like, oh, we're going to go see this movie. It's going to be really graphic and gross. Then yeah. you go and it's like, oh, my God, it's also about Jesus. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. It was basically two hours of a guy getting the beat out of him. There you go. That's what that movie was. I don't know, but the parts where he was in the forest and, and, and Satan tries to come and tempt him and stuff, and it was all creepy. That was metal. But the rest of it, it was just a guy getting beat up. <laughs> there you go. You're dropping all the great movie reviews on this show, Josh. I like it. <laughs> so what other answers do we have? Because these are good. These are really, really good. I'm, I had a really... I'm, I'm glad so many people had a good time with this. Uh, yeah. Gertner said, same with wrestling matches over 20 minutes. It had better be an unbelievable movie slash match. And Josh, I know you're not a big wrestling fan, but this is spot on. When there's a wrestling match that's more than 20 minutes, it better not suck because then you feel every second and it's like, oh my God, somebody just get knocked out so this can be over. Do they still do the hour-long Iron Man matches? Do you remember those? They don't do them as often because those, oh my God, that, that's a discussion for another day. But I'll just say off the bat, I don't like Iron Man matches because not everybody can go an hour and you have to get the right people. But anyway, um, yeah, I, th- I think the last one that I know of, Bret Hart was still alive. So like Bret Hart is still alive. No, wait. I was thinking of Owen Hart. I'm like, did, do you know something I don't? Wait a minute. <laughs> no, wait, wait. No, no, no. I was, no, it was it was Owen Hart who had the accident. Yes. Yes. OK. All right. Yeah. The last one I saw, I, I think it was Bret. My- I think it was a Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, they had a very famous one. Yeah, that's that's the one. That's really the only one I know of. That's all you need. Yeah. Like, if you're going to pick two guys to go 60 minutes, those are the guys. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's just, man, that's that's charisma out the wazoo. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, it's got, if you're, uh, like we've said, if it's going to be a long, if you're going to be there for a long ride, it better be good. Like, you oh, better yeah. bring it. Like, Stone Cold and The Rock would be a great Iron Man match back in 1999. See, did they have one? I don't think that, they only faced each other a handful of times. Weirdly enough, like, you think about them, they're so connected yeah. During that time, they only faced each other like eight times. Still the best rivalry in professional wrestling history, I think. There you go. Wow. That's a that's a question I could spin off for another day. That is. That's next, a, yeah. next time you come back, we'll break that down. Okay, cool. I'll try to make it uh, shorter than five months. <laughs> Completely my fault. <laughs> that's COVID's fault. Every time I would think of it, I'm like, man, I should have Josh on the show. It was in the middle of recording an episode. So <laughs> my bad. That's cool. Uh, Let's see. SOB says comedy films should never, ever break the two hour mark. Same with most action films. Any kids film going over two hours is pushing it. Uh, Let's see. Science fiction, true stories, thrillers, and psychological horror films should run as long as the story takes. Agreed. Yeah, I'm with them on pretty much, especially on the, uh, the kids movies and comedies. I don't think comedy should go more than two hours i definitely like if you're putting a kids movie that's more than two hours yeah make a make a sequel i swear to god if a nemo movie comes out and it's over two hours long like i would probably drink bleach before finishing it that is too much (laughs) and i'm not even thinking of like oh man i gotta drag my kid to this i'm thinking like there's no way a kid is gonna sit still for more than two hours to watch this movie I was thinking more along the lines of, like, if I had to go to the theater to watch it with kids. To be fair, going to the movies with children and, like, not even going with them, like, having them be in attendance is a nightmare in general, so. Well, if they're small children. Yeah. Like, a a child under five, 
and it's probably a different age. I mean, Bridget has more insight to this kind of thing than I do, but like children under five, definitely they don't belong in movie theaters. Absolutely. There should be a rule. Like children should be given IDs, <laughs> state issued IDs, just solely that they can be checked at the movie theater line. Be like, nope, you're too young. There's too high of a risk that this kid's going to be loud and ruin everybody's viewing experience. Oh, man. They should really, like, when you put in, ah, they probably couldn't do this because of some HIPAA law or something, but you, know, you should put in when you buy a child's ticket how old the kid is. And if you put in, like, four, it's like, are you sure? Think about this. Yeah. Like, you really want to do this? Come on now. Think about it. Yeah. I'm I'm also with them on, you know, science fiction and horror movies and stuff like that and true stories. Yeah, go as long as it takes. Well, science fiction, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on this, and I probably am. But science fiction, I really think it's very hard to do well. Like Alien, that that movie is a masterpiece, and I think it's it's over two hours. I think maybe two and a half. I couldn't, you know, again, I don't, I don't, I don't know how long these movies are down to the minute, but I know it's over two hours. Great movie, great movie. But I wouldn't want to watch a Jason movie that's like two and a half hours long. I wouldn't want to watch. I don't know. Hellraiser's kind of hit or miss. Hell, Hellraiser's pretty badass, but still, like. Uh, how good could it really be if it's two and a half hours? Yeah, I guess. That's yeah. a good point. I'm trying to find I the runtime of Alien. I'm not having... Okay, I'm not going to look at this anymore. Because I typed in Alien movie and it brought up franchise and I'm just not... I'm not in the mood to read all that. I would look for it, but I'm afraid my keyboard would be clacking too loud near the microphone. It's all good. Okay. Uh, all right. But yeah, that's that's interesting. I So again, like as we've been saying, it depends on the story. Um all right, Smelly Meatball says, depends on, <laughs> depends on, oh, it's one of my favorite handles. Smelly Meatball is one of my favorite guys. Smelly Meatballs and Big Vic. I love it. <laughs> now, this would only, this would be better if we got a poop from Wiener Dude in there, but uh, he didn't respond <laughs> to this one, so. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> depends more on the movie, but two hours usually feels like the sweet spot when I'm watching. Inception was almost two and a half hours long, but didn't really feel like it since it was very enjoyable, while Superbad was almost two hours long, but it felt like it was double in length because it dragged a lot in the latter half. Um, I've never seen Inception, but... It's a good movie. It's good. That's what I've heard. Um, yeah. Superbad, I will agree. Like, I love Superbad. I think it's hilarious because it's just a dumb movie, and maybe I'm just a, an idiot, but I enjoyed it very much. Uh, it did drag a little bit. That's fair. Yeah. Like, in between leaving the college party where they filled up the dish detergent jugs full of beer and actually getting to the party, that felt like it took forever. Yeah, they probably could have cut a lot of that out. Yeah. Still fun, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clockshot says, as long as it needs to be, but when we watch, we make the final judgment. We've all seen movies where we said it could have been longer or shorter. That's true. It's like when you watch a trailer, you immediately become a critic like Ebert or whatever, and you're like, huh, yeah, I don't know. Or like, I yeah. think Dan Cook did a bit about this. He did, he did. Like, you're sitting in the theater, and you see it, and you look over to whoever you're with, and you're like, stupid. <laughs> That's trash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and one more here. RP says, I don't mind it at all. I try to hydrate and <laughs> before movies, so I don't have to do that awkward walk during a great scene. That's another thing where... You got to pace yourself when you're going in for a long... That's why it's good to know how long your movie is going to be, because you yeah. need to know that you're not going to have to uh, 
go relieve yourself right in the middle because then you're missing it, which you've paid to see, and mm -hmm. you're also distracting people around you because you got to go do the thing. Right. But that's also situational because, you know, you could watch the movie at home, and if you got to go, you just pause it, do your business, get a snack, come back, unpause it. That's why I, uh, you know, when people, when they started releasing these movies, video on demand and stuff, I'm like, damn, I like this a lot. I'm good. If this sticks around, I'm good. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. All right, Pat. So uh, that was the last one. So, yes. What do you got for me? Yeah. You ready? All right. So speaking of long movies, I have hitched for the ride before. So going back to The Godfather, there was a there was a like HBO did like a really like weird edit of Godfather one and Godfather part two, because the Godfather part two has like flashback scenes to whenever uh, whenever Michael Colleone's dad first comes over to America and like there's like early 1900s, you know, like little Italy, New York. Um, so what HBO did is that they took these two movies and they basically edited it to where it happened in chronological order, where it was like all the flashback scenes, like as one section and then like the Godfather one as its, its own section. And then like Godfather part two, like in the last part, but it was just like one long continuous movie. It clocked in between seven and a half and eight hours and one day on a sick day i strapped in and i watched the whole thing and how was it it was awesome i wouldn't do it again but it was awesome oh that's cool that's pretty cool yeah i've heard that with other uh franchises i think somebody did a back to the future where they uh cut them together and it was something else maybe a star wars or something i or no it was um the last two of it, the big Avengers movies, Endgame and and uh, Infinity War, maybe that's Infinity it. War. That's the one. Yeah, maybe, I think those two that were put together, and it's like a you know four or five hour cut. But I'm like, huh, could be interesting. That's something you could do one time, but st but still, like I would see that and go, oh man, five hours, Re really? Ugh. That's not but a I'm whole sure lot of breathing it. room too, because with just how fast those movies can go and how much they pack in it, like that's a. That's a pretty tense five hours. Yeah, I'm sure I would enjoy every bit of it. I mean, I've seen them, but still, like seeing it all packed together like that might actually be kind of awesome. Yeah, totally. So I guess the consensus is it depends on the movie, the story. Mm -hmm. I think the type of movie as well. Absolutely. And yeah, if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna have a two plus hour, you know, close to three hour movie, you better bring it. You better have the right people involved, and you better have a good story. Otherwise, well. You're going to lose some money, I guess. Yep. The internet's going to flare. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have it. That was fun. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't expect to go down uh, so many different avenues on that one, but uh, I'm glad we did. No, me too, man. That was fun. I liked that segment. That was a good time. Thanks, everybody, for weighing in. I appreciate it. If I missed you, my bad. I think I got everybody, though. Shout out to Sweaty Meatballs and Big Vic. Thank you, Smelly Meatball and Big Vic. So, Smelly Meatballs. Smelly Meatballs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe he's sweaty, too. I don't know. I don't know where he lives. Maybe he lives in Florida. But he might be sweaty. Maybe he lives in the Middle East. Oh, no. Then he's super sweaty. Yeah. If you're out there in the Middle East there, sweaty meatballs, we wish you well. And um, we, we hope you have some air conditioning. Yes. Or, you know, save up some money and move to a place that has real weather. True. Is that fair to say? I think so. Did I just end up on a list? Am I going to be taken care of at some point? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Al Qaeda is listening to this. I don't think I reached the Middle East. 
I know. I'm I don't very, think so either. Very popular in India, apparently, because I can see like with my website anywhere where people are, where people are, and looking at it. And I'm very, I'm very over in India. Really? Yeah. You've got listeners in India. Apparently. I love it. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, man. Love the food. How long Good are job, Bollywood guys? movies? I guess that's that'd be a question, Bo- right? Okay, no, Bollywood movies are um like they are on average three hours long. Like Netflix had a queue and it was just all Bollywood movies. And the shortest one was like two hours. The rest of them, minimum two and a half to like three and a half hours. Like Bollywood movies are on average longer than American movies. Yeah, 120 to 150 minutes is the average uh, duration of a Hindi movie. There you go. That's crazy. Thank you, businessstandard.com for this. Shout out. (laughs) I give credit where it's due. I didn't just make this up. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta cite the sources, man. I mean, I could have made it up and it would have been fine, I'm sure. Yeah, but... We'd have to make up a source to cite it towards. That's true. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? That's it. Just the baseball stuff. And then uh, got baseball. Then that is Hockey, all. too. So, my friends, if you do not like sports, this is your time to leave. I thank Later you skaters. for hanging out with us for the last however long we've been here. Um, love you. But, yeah, we love you, and we'll see you next time. So, Josh, let's talk some baseball. There's a lot going on. And I know we're not going to get to all of it, but can I just say right off the bat, the Phillies are awful. It's just... I'm sorry. It's not good to watch. And I, I said I'm going to blame the Marlins for as long as I can because their uh, irresponsibility may have caused this. Although it could also be that the Phillies are just not a very good team. I think that's it. I still think it's because the Marlins waged biological warfare on the Philadelphia Phillies. It really did. Yep. It really did. Uh, but some excitement. Spencer Howard did debut the other day. He was uh, not his sharpest, but, uh, you know, it's his first start. you got to work out the jitters. Not everybody can pull a, a Kerry Wood in his first couple weeks in the bigs and strike out 20 guys. It's, uh, it just doesn't happen all the time. So uh, I'm looking forward to, of course, everybody on Philly's Twitter has written off his whole career because that's how Twitter works. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where he is uh well, excited to see his progress, and they just called up for the day where, actually right now, Josh, while we're recording, Alec Bohm is making his Major League debut, third baseman. Nice, way to go. Yeah. Now, going back to that thing, uh, the guy being written off, could that also be uh, Philadelphia sports fandom, too? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you don't, If you don't, you know light the world on fire in your first seven minutes, people around here will not care. Like, nope, you're not worried. Oh, overhyped. You're a bust. Yeah, it's over. Surprise. (laughs) Assuming he comes and like, has like a breakout section of the, of the season. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. I I'm holding out hope because I thought, you know, he made, I mean, he made some mistakes, but uh, you know, his stuff will be, it'll get there. You should hold out hope. I have to, I got nothing else, man. The Sixers are awful. The, uh, uh, I mean, we got the Flyers. We'll talk about hockey in a second. And the captain should be joining us, uh, well, joining the show at some point. Yeah, I was going to say, man, the Flyers are doing really well. Oh, man, it's so good. At least we got, I got something to cheer for around here. It's great. Mm-hmm. You know what else I'm cheering for, Josh? What? I love that people are beating up on the Astros. I love it, too. I hate the Houston Asterixes. Oh, man, it's my favorite thing. I loved when Joe Kelly... Took on the Astros, and I, I'm still mad he got suspended. Uh, like, Jesus. I mean, he appealed. He got knocked down to five games, but come on. Uh, he did what we all wanted to do. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, Astros A's last week. 
The Astros oh. hit, hit five of the Athletics players. They hit Liriano, or I guess Liriano got hit three times in that game, I think. It was something weird like that. Uh, he got hit twice. Twice. I think okay. he, yeah, he got, yeah, I watched the John Boy video. He got hit twice. And then. Shout the, out to John the, Boy Media, by the way. Isn't it great? Oh, yeah. I was watching the video and like he wasn't even like really jawing at the pitcher. He was just all like he was according to the view. He was like, man, saying he was saying to, to snap, like snap his wrist whenever he throws a breaking ball. You got to snap it. He was trying to you teach know? him how to throw a curveball. That was hilarious. Yeah, I know. he's like, you got to snap it. And then that's and then Centron came and uh, which coaches should not be starting. That needs to be happening between the players, of course. He did the classic like wrestling heel thing where like the little guy talks all the talks all the trash and then he backs up and the bigger guys get in front of him. That's exactly what he did. He was Paul Bearer. That's who he was at that time. <laughs> then Undertaker and Kane just appear in front of him like, no, no. <laughs> exactly that. But he got suspended uh, 20 games, which in this season is a third of the way, which I think is appropriate. I mean, I think you just kick him out for the rest of the year, in my opinion, but I'm not the one who makes those decisions. And Ramon, who is uh, quietly a, like a great player, by the way, Ramon Laureano. Have you watched a lot of him or no? No, I haven't, but I have heard a lot of great things about him. Yeah, he is quietly like he's got one of the best arms in the outfield I've seen. Maybe not since Vlad or Ichiro, but he's in. I, I put him close to that category. And uh, yeah, he's been hitting a lot lately, too. So um, a bummer for him. But, you know, six games, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's weird. You kind of have to bring the hammer down because you said hey no brawls and he you know got into a thing i get that but i don't know still disappointing because the astros seriously <laughs> remember in 2017 we're all like man we love the astros they're so good such an under like such a such a scrappy team and you know they're from houston and you know houston astros they've had a long history of just not like not being great and you know not great things have happened to them and Hurricane Harvey and they won it that year. I'm like, yeah, go Houston Astros. They're awesome. Good for those good guys. Then they turn out to be terrible. Yeah, it's, and it's not just the cheating, too. It's like the way they handled it afterwards. That's the lack of their own accountability. Exactly. Did you read the interview with Joe Kelly talking about that whole thing? How he's like, yeah, so um, pretty much it's it's the players. Like, yeah, the coaches, too, but the players he's basically just kind of they let the coaches and the, and the managerial staff take the fall for it, and, and no players got in trouble. When they were the ones actually doing it. So that that, yeah. that is uh, that will, for a long time, I think, rub me the wrong way. Oh, yeah, totally. And Joe Kelly, too, which uh, he, he's an American hero now. I've been a fan of Joe Kelly for a while. Like, I, I always thought he was, he was good, and he was a, you mm-hmm. know, he didn't mess around. He didn't take any And I'm like, that's the kind of guy you want on your team. Yeah, totally. Even whenever he was in, like, you know, back when he was in, he was, he was in Boston. Uh, he was with Philadelphia for a time, too, wasn't he? Um, Geez, I think I would remember that because I would have fought, tried to fight to keep him here. Let me look up, uh, look up Joe Kelly here. I'm doing a lot of research on this show, which I don't usually do. But... You know, sometimes shows do that. They'll do live research. It's all good. Yeah. All right. Joe Kelly, where are we going here? Baseball reference. Sorry, this is really boring for the listener, but... Um... You're probably gone if you don't like sports anyway, so it's all good. Yeah. It's all it's all good. All right, Joe Kelly, here we go. He was with St. Louis, Boston, and uh, now with the Dodgers. Oh, okay, all right, never with Philly. Okay. But still, I mean, I I always liked the cut of his jib. Even, like, just pitching aside, I just always liked the cut of Joe Kelly's jib. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, his picture on Baseball Reference, he looks horrified. 
<laughs> oh my god! All right, look, look this up after we're done. <laughs> you know, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in the show notes. All right, <laughs> 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 anyway. I'm, I'm uh, pitching today. What's that? He's like, what? I'm pitching yeah, today. Like, wait, wait, I have to do what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Let's talk about your Indians or your Cleveland Clevelands for a little while. Okay. Um, so here's a weird thing. Zach Plesac, Mike Clevenger, pitchers on your Indians. Uh, they both went why, out. Why you gotta say to, it like that? To some clubs in Chicago, mm-hmm. and they weren't supposed to. So nope. here's the odd thing: is that Zach Plesac had the hammer down thrown down at him, and then Clevenger was like, "Hey, I was with him too." And they were like, oh, okay, you can stay with the team. But they sent Plesak home. That's that's odd to me. That is odd. And uh, I think I saw on uh, on Reddit Baseball that um, after Plesak had gotten popped and before, like, I guess Mike Levenger, I, I don't know how true this is. It was just some random comment that I saw with the quotations around it. So I assumed it was pulled from a news source. So don't take this as truth. This is just speculation. Someone probably making it up. But apparently he was talking about, yeah, you got to be accountable for this kind of stuff, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, not Clevenger, you were out with him too. (laughs) Oh, man. What a jerk. I know. So that's a weird, like, come on, if you're going to throw one guy out of there, you got to throw the other guy out too. But I guess... Got to. You know, I guess they think... Hey, Clevenger's actually one of our good pitchers, and maybe Plesak isn't, which is not the kind of message you want to send. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Man. Disappointing. It's a bummer whenever your favorite team does dumb stuff. Yeah, just like dumb, irresponsible, and it's, yeah, just no good. Yeah. By the way, sorry, back to the Athletics for a second. They are uh, in first place right now in the AL West. I like the A's. I've always kind of liked the A's. That's good stuff. Yeah. Wow. Did not realize that they were, uh, they're four games up on the Rangers right now. Wow. That's awesome. That's cool. I like the Rangers too, but, uh, yeah, the A's are, uh, good for them. I know. I want so much for them each year. And, like, they get really good and they get really close and then, like, just, ah, just doesn't quite pan out for them. Well, if you think about it, historically, July and August are very good for the Athletics. So they're in their sweet spot right now. Oh, that's true. That's true. So this could be good for the A's. Let's go A's. Let's do okay, it. Okay, let's do it. Let's go A's. The Cubs are 12-3. and three. Josh, you still mad at the Cubs? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I'm not so much mad at the Cubs as I am mad at Michael Martinez. He should not have... God damn it. He should not... He should not have been at bat. That should have been Coco Crisp. That was Coco Crisp's moment. Coco Crisp was clunching every single similar moment that yeah. postseason... Like you, you saw the game with mm-hmm. Boston with with Coco Crisp when he roped it over the monster. Sure did. That was that was clutch. That was the same kind of moment in Game Seven of the World Series. It should have been Coco. Yeah, I will die on that hill for the rest of my life. It should have been Coco. And I spent a lot of time watching Michael Martinez be uh, exactly that for the Phillies. So yeah, I'm with you. Oh, is that where he's now? No, no, that's where he was before. Oh, okay. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a little taste of that too. So. Michael Martinez. (laughs) And I'm a little mad at Francona for putting him in, too. Maybe he was taking, you know, defensive position things into consideration, but I don't know. I try not to question baseball manager decisions because what do I know? They've been in the game for longer than I've been alive, so. 
Michael Martinez, by the way, last played in majors in 2017. So there you go. Yeah, that's that's two years too late. You got your wish. Yeah, good. I hope he's playing PlayStation or whatever. <laughs> Created himself in the show. <laughs> I hope he's creating himself in the show and grounding out on a 5-3 put out <laughs> in the show, in the World Series. I hope he's doing the same thing. Oh, man. All right. Let's, uh, I'm glad I let you, I'm glad you got to get on your soapbox for that. You're welcome. You're welcome, America. <laughs> you'll take, you'll take any opportunity to get me on that soapbox. I'll take any opportunity to get anybody on a soapbox. It's fun. <laughs> I enjoy when someone else's BP is going up and not mine. but the rockies man your colorado rockies are also in first place charlie blackman might hit 500 he's hitting the crap out of the ball i love the rockies i've always had a soft spot for the rockies um the problem with them i think is once you get past their first you know three starters it's like oh boy what do we got but you know in a shortened season you can hide a lot of that right I think so. Like, it grants you a little bit more liberty, I think, to kind of skate around your weaknesses. Um, You know, over 162 games, that's going to show. You're going to get exposed, your weak spots are. But to your point, yeah, they should be able to work a little bit better with a a 60-game schedule. So we're we're past the point of everybody's going to play 60, I think. I mean, they're trying to cram in. Like, the Phillies have a bunch of doubleheaders coming up, which, by the way, seven inning games— I'm on board to do that for every game this year. I think that would be great. Okay. Honestly, haven't really put too much thought into the seven innings thing. Because they start, they do it for double headers. Um, you know, because you're playing two games and you're trying not to, you're trying yeah. to get all the games in, right? So I figured they should do that, like make that permanent for double headers. I think, and you know, maybe consider seven innings. Uh, I mean, I know some purists, and I. Uh, in some ways, I'm a baseball purist, but, you know, seven inning games would not be that bad for me. I don't think it would either. I wouldn't mind it. Sometimes you do want a game to end up being seven innings. Yeah, especially like if your team is winning and you're like, hey, seven innings are over and we're winning and you know they're going to blow it when you get to the eighth and ninth. Uh, <laughs> you know, you want maybe that's just me yeah. growing up with crappy Phillies teams on my, in my life. But uh, <laughs> like, yeah, it's just come on, just end it now so we can all go home. You guys had a World Series in 08. Yeah, yeah. That's a long time ago, man. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. so we're past the point of everybody playing 60, so it's basically going to be, I think they've done this in one of the strike-shortened seasons where it's winning percentage, and we'll go from there, and you know, 16 teams make the playoffs, and they're talking about doing a playoff bubble, which I am all for, because for the NBA and the NHL, that's working. So why wouldn't you at least entertain the idea and try to get that going. I think we all know the answer to that, though, Pat. And it's called Rob Manfred. Oh, boy. Oh, bring that box back. Here we go. Man, that stupid son of a... (laughs) Why couldn't he just look to see what the NBA and NHL are doing? I feel like they, they had a little bit more luxury and notice. Because the NBA and the NHL, they had to stop midseason. Baseball was, you know, just starting to ramp up. They had time. They had a little bit more time than these other leagues did. But hats off to the NHL and the NBA. Like, they're doing an incredible job with this bubble thing. But as, a, as far as a postseason bubble for Major League Baseball, they should be doing a bubble right now. Two hub cities for the National League, two hub cities for the American League. 
I mean, they were going to do it for the spring training sites and do it Arizona and Florida, but uh, use guises down there and over there kind of mucked everything up, so we couldn't do that. Yep, not my fault, though. I, I had no say in that. Yeah. <laughs> you speak for all Floridians on this show, Josh. You know that. I'm sorry, everyone. I, had a, I just had a... <laughs> but you're welcome for all the entertainment. <laughs> yeah, don't act like you don't pan the news feed on Google News to see if Florida man's done some other crazy <laughs> I had a band on a few weeks ago, Headspace. They're uh, they're out in Phoenix, so I blame them, too. Oh, yeah, Arizona's another one. Yeah, they brought that up. They're like, yeah, it's terrible. Just wear masks. You know, Arizona, I think, is just basically Florida without the humidity. I've never been, but it might be. Who knows? Well, from what I read in the news, it certainly feels like that sometimes. I'm just like, man, these guys are just basically Western Florida. <laughs> there you go. Very good. So, yes, postseason bubble. Just do it. You should be doing the bubble thing already. Yeah. You, this should be happening. Because clearly the plan that you have laid out is not working when the Marlins uh, have played, you know, 10 games or whatever. The Cardinals have played five times and they just had an outbreak. So they're still kind of reeling from that. So this is a mess. By the way, the and, and then we'll move on to something else. Um, the Marlins were basically told, hey, you know, swap out your players so you get you know, this taxi squad, so get all these minor leaguers and young guys or whoever and go play these goddamn games. The Cardinals did not have to do that because I, I think, and this may be just be me uh, spitballing, but the Cardinals are supposed to be good, right? And so you don't want to have a team that's supposed to be good trotting out, you know, AAA, uh, quad A, whatever players to try to feel the team. And I think that's a little bit of baseball going in and saying, huh, we can't have this team in a good market for us play like garbage, so we're just going to make them not play. Am I going too far there? I don't think so. I think in these times, Pat, anything's possible as far as um, organizations doing shady stuff. I mean, how are you going to let Yadier Molina catch coronavirus? He's one of the best guys we have. He's a playing Hall of Famer is what he is. And they just they let that they let that That's Rob Mint. Rob Manfred, <laughs> the blood is on your hands. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Not that I was going to invite him, but now he's never coming on the show. <laughs> Who, Rob Manfred? Yes. Can you imagine the next time you come back, I have a special guest and it's Rob Manfred? <laughs> oh, man. I would have so many questions to ask him. How many do you think you would answer? I think he would probably answer one and he would attempt a misdirect on the others and maybe outright lie on one or two more. All right. I'm not going to reach out because I, I mean, I just don't. I don't want to. But yeah, interesting to think about if I had like a somebody who's in the hot seat, so to speak. And if I had him on the show, how many hard questions could I really get away with? I don't know, because we're not exactly Buster Olney and. And Carl Ravage, like we're not, yeah, or Ken Rosenthal, we're none of those guys. Yeah. Huh? Maybe they let their guard down because I'm not a, you know, a real media guy. You know what? That's actually a really good point. They're just like, yeah, look at this little guy. He's small potatoes. He ain't gonna, you know, what's he got? He's gonna ask me some questions about, you know, about what I think of baseball, and I'm gonna answer them. But then you come, then you come out of the gate and you hit, like, and you're basically giving athletic level reporting. 
Yeah, I'm like, how could you let Yachty get COVID? And I'm just start yelling at him. <laughs> That's it. You yell that question at him. How could you <laughs> do this? Oh, man. Beautiful. Beautiful stuff. But yes. Uh, so yeah, Phillies are trash. It's it's not good. Nick Pavetta <laughs> is garbage and just, oh. Yeah. Whenever, they did the wrong move, Josh. Whenever, so they optioned Nick Pavetta to AAA and they designated Nick Williams for assignment. They did it backwards. That's not what I said. I said DFA Pavetta. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, that's, I know. Yeah, they they went the wrong direction. They did. You sent me that stat line. I almost got into a car accident. Not that oh, I, no. Not that I text and drive, but, you know. Oh, boy. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, me too. Too bad I can't say the same for Pavetta and the Phillies, man. That's too bad. Like, really. Holy. Oh, rough. But, hey, the Flyers are winning, and... Uh, I mean, the captain will give us an update, but uh, elsewhere in the NHL bubble, what do you like? Man, I'm hard-pressed to find anything that I don't like about just what the NHL is doing right now. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are a couple other things that, you know, that Gary Bettman has probably done in the past week that I think he, that I would think he's a for. But just as far as, like, the product, what's on the ice? Like, it has just been – it's been incredible. I mean, COVID response has been great. I read a, I read a statistic uh, like last week that I think there was over like 7,000 uh, tests that have been done in uh, an NHL's return to play program with no positives, which is incredible. NBA too. Yeah. Huh. Imagine a bubble works. Um, but, uh, but as far as I wonder how they pulled that off. I know. <laughs> but, um, but as far as just like watching the games, like they, like all the games have been, I, I don't think I've seen a single bad game. I mean, you know, because it's been, like, even with the round robins and the qualifiers, it's basically like, you know, pre-playoff playoffs, you know? So everybody's got something to play for. So all the teams are kind of, you know, all the teams are really giving it everything they've gotten. And, and I caught the last couple of periods of that marathon game between Tampa Bay and Columbus the other day, which man that was something yeah that was like if you want good you know playoff atmosphere hockey that's it yeah seriously and um i don't know just uh, i'm finding myself like so in a regular year the past couple of years i've noticed myself backburnering baseball for the stanley cup playoffs because they're so much fun and i only have so much mental bandwidth to devote to sports at a single time and just because, like, you know, the NHL playoffs are consistently so good, you know, like, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah, and I think that um, the way that baseball's handled their stuff, it really makes it kind of easier to... Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll watch that later and watch highlights and watch live NHL games that are really... that you know are going to be great and you know that you're going to see... Well, for the most part, you're going to see the guys you want to see. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, I forgot what I was going to say, but... <laughs> NHL's great. Playoff hockey's awesome. NBA too. The bubble works. The bubble Bubbles works. Work, people. They do. Oh man. Which, Come on. I want to uh take this moment to go off script and uh official oh, no. and, and officially declare my fandom for the Seattle Kraken. Yes, yes sir. You know I'm a Flyers supporter because of Bridget yeah, yeah. and all you guys. Like I'm always going yeah, yeah. su- I'm always going to support the Flyers, you know? Always of got to. But you know I've been the past couple of years, I haven't had my own team, though. I've been looking for my own team. I, I thought it was going to be the Predators. But whenever I started really watching them and I saw that they played country music, whenever they score a goal, I'm like, wait, I can't. I can't enjoy that. What if I go to a game and they score a goal <laughs> and they start playing <laughs> breaky breaky heart? Like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to enjoy myself. 
So, oh, bummer. so Nashville's out. So I had to think, well, what, what can I do? But then Seattle Kraken came along and then announced. And then I'm like, you know what? That's it. Brand new team, brand new hockey fan. It's, it's a match made in heaven. Love it. I'm getting a shirt for sure. My brother-in-law and my sister, they live out in Washington. So that's like, so we're ponying up on the Kraken train, man. Like he, he actually ordered shirts for both of us. So that's <laughs> pretty, pretty, uh, so good on him for doing that. But yeah, this is my, this is my declaration, my official fandom for the Seattle Kraken hockey team. There it is. I love it. I'm going to order a shirt soon. Do it, man. I'm a, Do oh it. man. Those colors are awesome. Oh yeah. The logo is great. Oh, it's so good. I love everything about it. I mm-hmm. can't wait. Oh, it's going to be fun. Can't wait to see who they pick up in the expansion draft. It's going to be fun. Oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. So now, are they back to an even number of teams? That's 30, that'll be 32, right? Yep, that is 32. Vegas put them at 31, and they, uh, they, they, they seal it at 32. So I don't, I don't know if uh, the NHL will uh, expand anymore. I don't know, because 32 seems to be like, the, like a good number. Of course, baseball you know, has uh, 30. Does the NBA have 32? I can't remember. Um, that's a good question. I will, I'm going to look that up. I'm going to do NBA standings. Let's see. Who's, oh, go Bucks. Good for you. My buddy who may do an NBA update on this show is a Bucks fan from Milwaukee. Oh, cool. Uh, so I'm, uh, I ride the Bucks train. The Sixers are just, oh my God. It's so, they're, it's so bad. It's just so bad. They have 30 teams. Okay. NBA has 30 teams. Okay, cool. Yeah. Fear the deer. Fear the deer. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, 32 is enough. I yeah. think they're good. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we, uh, man, bubbles work. Who'd have who'd thunk it? I know. Common sense and decency prevail, Manfred. No. <laughs> and I don't even want to no. think about what the NFL is going to try to pull off. Like, no. Oh, I have not thought about that at all. I have little hope that the NFL is going to do this well. I mean, I've seen, uh, you know, a lot of players have opted out at this point, yeah. <laughs> and I haven't heard any talk of uh, trying to do a bubble of some kind or what. So I don't know. I, I don't know if they think this is going to be over in a month, or I don't know if they think that uh, they're going to be able to outrun it like baseball's trying to do with all their travel and whatnot. But it's, yeah. um, I don't know their plan. But if they don't have a, a bubble or some kind of uh, you know, encapsulated thing. I don't think it's going to work at all. I want to say I read some speculation and I don't and I can't remember if this is for NFL or for college football where like there was consideration of allowing fans to attend a game. Oh, Jerry Jones said he's going to allow fans. Oh, that's that old mummy. What the hell? Yeah, of course. Of course he would. Yeah. If he needed another reason to hate the Cowboys, there it is. Yeah. I mean, God damn it, Jerry oh, Jones. Man. All right. So. We learned a couple things today about movies and uh, other things, but Rob Manfred doesn't know what he's doing. That's number one. That's number and, one, two, uh, and Jerry three. Jerry Jones is a scumbag and uh, root for the Seattle Kraken. I think that's that's where we are. Got to pull for the Seattle Kraken. Pull for the Flyers. Pull for the Kraken. Um, and go Rockies. And go Rockies. Pull for the Rockies, too. And the A's. Rockies A's World Series. Oh, my God. Could oh, you imagine? Oh, oh. Dude, the network would be furious. You know what? I hope that happens so the network could be furious. <laughs> like, Fox would be so mad. Like, well, oh, where are these teams from? Oakland and Denver. Yeah. Oh, how, no. Yeah, how, how's Joe Buck going to pick a team? Because you know how he likes to pick teams. 
Oh yeah. And like and and, and backhandedly cheer. Like who who would he pick? You know, nobody. Does he even know that Colorado and Oakland have baseball teams? If you think about it, he might be that might be the best World Series for Joe Buck to call. If you're like if you are on the on the side of uh Joe Buck hates my team or whatever, right? That may like two teams that he may that you think he doesn't know anything about might be the best games for him to call. Oh, that's a good point, because he would be forced to be objective. I don't think Joe Buck will come on the show either. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm going to ask him anyway. I'll see what happens. You should. Tweet him. Hey, man, I run a podcast with, uh, well, you know, my friend comes on sometimes, and, like, I talk <laughs> about video games and sports, and you should do it, because, um, well, you're not going to get money, but we like you. I know he does podcasts. I've heard him on podcasts, and I've enjoyed his uh, the interviews with him. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm gonna reach. I'll see what happens. And you know what? He's actually a good sport about things too. Like the whole like uh, I still haven't seen um, Brockmire. I still haven't seen Brockmire. You should. It's great. Yeah, I bet it's great. I love Hank Azaria, but apparently Joe Buck is a pretty good sport about things happening at his expense. He's very aware of how people see him and he's just like yeah well it's my job so for a second i thought you were gonna say you're he's very aware of how how bad he is oh (laughs) (laughs) and he just doesn't care (laughs) i mean that could be too i don't know uh i bet joe buck's a nice guy i'm sure he is i'll see if i can get him on the show i'll have you back that'd be great not rob manfred though i'm pretty sure he i'm pretty sure he's a cannibal I don't think he would do it. I don't think he would either. I don't think Manfred would come on the show. Like, I no. think there's a shot for Joe Buck to come on this program. I don't think there's a chance for Rob Manfred. I don't think he would do it. Yeah, there's a non-zero chance for Joe Buck. No chance for Rob Manfred. Yeah. So, uh, all right, everybody, let me know if you want me to interview uh, some famous people, some, uh, well, sports, music. I mean, I did have a Grammy Award-winning uh, singer on my show last week, so uh, that worked out really well. That's cool. So... Any big names you want me to talk to, let me know. We, we'll do the thing. If they're sports, uh, Josh will try to have you back, and you can yell your questions. Hooray! <laughs> but for now, Josh, we did the thing. This is, uh, this is a big episode. Oh, boy. It is. It's going to be uh, a lot of work for me tomorrow. I know, right? But good thing we're not over two hours. Oh, thank God. We are, uh, we're in the sweet spot. We are. Just about. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thanks for doing this, man. I'll do the... I'll do the whole outro later. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug or anything uh, anything you want to say to the people before we go? Um, nothing I want to plug. I just want to remind everybody, just be careful out there. Be good to each other and, and be considerate of the retail workers because I know that they are scared to death right now. Sure so are. the best thing you can do is just be understanding with them and know that they probably dealt with like three a- to refuse to wear a mask. So. Just wear your mask and and they're just trying they're just trying to get paid. They're trying to pay the bills. Take it easy on them. They they don't come up with the store policies. They just work there. So just give them a break. There you go. I like it. That's a good way to uh it's a good way for us to end, man. Thanks for that. Yeah, totally. All right, more me in just a second. We'll be right back. Hey Flyers fans! Mark back catch again with another Flyers playoff! Oh, yeah! Woo-hoo-hoo! Guys, we're in the playoffs. We are here. Oh, my gosh. What a round robin. Guys, the Flyers ended up jumping from the fourth seed at the end of the season all the way up to the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. That 
is an accomplishment. It's incredible. The Flyers have not been the number one seed in much, much longer than I can even look back to as a young lad watching the Flyers. But I am excited. The Flyers are here and they are playing. So they're taking on the Montreal Canadiens who ended up shocking Pittsburgh in their first round and ended up taking it to them. So the Montreal Canadiens end up as the lowest seed entering in. So let's take a look at how this happened. So the Flyers ended up beating the Lightning 4-1 last Saturday, ended up cementing that number one seed. And then they started the series with the Canadiens. Now the Canadiens, not a great team offensively, but they have an amazing goalie in Carey Price. So the Flyers were trying to not look past them, trying to take this as seriously as they needed to. So the Flyers ended up starting the series with them on Wednesday, ended up winning 2-1. to one. It was absolutely a goaltender battle, back and forth. Carter Hart showing flashes of greatness. It was amazing. Carey Price doing extremely well. The Flyers had a difficult time scoring on him, but ended up scoring two goals to get the win. Then the Flyers followed up yesterday on Friday and ended up just laying a big goose egg. They ended up losing 5-1. to one. It wasn't a great game by any stretch of the imagination. The Flyers just did not do well at all. But, you know, what can you do? It's, it's the playoffs. Some days you're there, some days you're not. Luckily, that's a seven-game series, so the Flyers are able to bounce back. So it is tied 1-1 to one as of today, and it is now a best-of-five series. The next team that wins three games is going to be moving on. So the Flyers are feeling good. they got to put this in the rearview mirror and make it happen. So looking ahead, next game, Sunday at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Then they're going to take game four Tuesday at 3 p.m. And then game five is going to be Wednesday. Game six is going to be Friday. And game seven is going to be Sunday. So that game six and game seven, if needed, will be on Friday and Sunday of uh, this later week. So the Flyers are really, really going to get it to go in here. They had to pull Carter Hart in that second game. It's not because he wasn't playing well. It's because you want to protect the kids' confidence. You want to bring in Brian Elliott. That's why you have two goalies. going to bring Carter Hart back out for game three. They're going to make this happen. So, guys, I'm excited. You're excited. Let's get this going. So, guys, that's it for me here inside the Melting Pad on Next Level Radio. And there you have it. My thanks to, uh, well, the captain, who you hopefully just heard right there, talk about the Fly Guys and how well they've been playing. And, of course, my thanks to Josh for joining me and having all the fun. The Melting Pad, the Next Level Network, we did the thing. We made it. Hopefully, uh, you were able to have some fun because I had a lot of fun doing this episode. So, there you go. That is it. That's all. We did it. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out, for weighing in on the movie question, for uh, putting up with our sports yelling, and uh, and all that stuff. So uh, there you go. TheNextLevelNetwork.com for all of our shows. They're all up there. The Spotlight with Ben Beck, TFT Nerdcast, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, Panels of Pixels, all the things. You know where to get the stuff and the things. Facebook.com slash Network. Um, I'm everywhere at the Melting Pat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and .com. You can also send a text or leave a voicemail, 209-867-7638, with your questions, comments, concerns, observations, and, of course, corrections. All right? We did it. We made it out of the thing. Hope you're, uh, hope you're okay. All right? Just don't be an idiot. Wear a mask. Do the thing. I'll get to the thing in a second. Uh, but G-Lovin' Special Sauce with Cold Beverage are going to play us out, as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them and that my friends that's it we did it until next time have fun be safe thank a veteran 
And of course, well, okay, well, wear a mask. Damn it, I knew I was going to screw it up. Uh, <laughs> wear a mask, wash your hands. Oh, geez. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. You've been inside the melting pad. <laughs> On the next level network, go crap open a cold one. Yo. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming, don't give me no work. Blast some ice and a dash of from it's martini time. Yeah, yeah, feeling cold and bring your own beverage. It's me, so it's cold. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cold, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage, sweet, so it's cold. Cold, 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 cold. Need something from the bar? Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Uh, Cause I'm feeling kind of party. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. And the go girl work the cold one. Go girl work the cold one. What? Go girl work the cold one. Go girl work the cold one. Yo, where I'm fishing? Let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there. The brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice. And you get to bite, but the brew tastes a nice. Back to the ball. So every decoration I collide. Need a whole lot of them food drinks. They got to me a buzz. I must tell you, I'm the Kool-Aid kid. My drink, please stick it in the fridge, cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm kinda thirsty. I like cool beverage, yeah.